Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm Diana Gasparoni. I'm a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her Programs. I am Ednisha Salisbury. I am a therapist, speaker, trainer, and co-creator of Black Woman Be Whole. Each week, we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps. If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch and get real. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, Diana, and it's Be Real. It's Be Real Day, and I'm here with... Adnisha, your co-host. <laughs> like I'm I am present. every week. <laughs> I'm present. I'm about to raise my hand like I'm in grade school. I'm hey, present. Still not in the same room, but we did get to see each other recently, which was really exciting. You just had a special day. I did. So I had a birthday. Happy, um, happy. Second one. Second one in quarantine. Second and, quarantine and, birthday. Like, yeah, I'm, but we have I'm a little sad. bit more space this year than we did last year. We were able to go out a little bit more. Last year, we were on lockdown on your birthday. Right. Like, I was on my way to Savannah, Georgia, because I hadn't been. I was going on like a haunted ghost tour. Like, I was all in, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was going to take you out for breakfast. Wait, we were Savannah, both going to be in Savannah. We were both right. going to be there. Yep. And I was like, you sure I can't go? You sure? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this year indoor dining did open back up, so I did go to dinner. Um, yep. I mm-hmm. wanted to do some other fun things. Oh, I gotta tell you what I'm gonna do. I don't think I've told you. Okay, listeners, everybody hear this. Next weekend, I am going camping, but not just any <laughs> camping. Survivorless weekend. I am going to learn <laughs> how to survive in the wilderness. I'm going to learn how to make fire, shelter. Right, the first night we get there. We're going to do a wilderness hike in the dark. No headlamps, nothing. They're going to teach us how to be in the wilderness and be at one with it and don't be afraid. Yeah. Intuitive listening. All It's going to be crazy. A whole weekend. I found a tent that fits eight people. It looks so comfortable. I can't wait. I I got it. I'm buying this knife so I can. um, I am speechless. (laughs) I want, I want to comment and I, I don't actually, I don't, I don't even know what direction to take it in. Um, because I told, when I don't see stuff coming and I did not see survivalist weekend coming and I'm not in therapist mode. I'm in mean, like, we're just, we're just here. We're just here Should kicking it mode. Okay. I, I got no poker face on this one. I'm like, I don't. Mm, okay. Yeah. So you said you got a tent for eight people. You really got eight, seven other people to come with you on this? No. Or is it just going to no. be you and the hubs? Me, the hubs, uh, Chanel, Kim, and the kid, Mason. So it's going to be five of us. Okay. But so, I want to be comfortable. Oh, yeah. I see how you, that would be the first thing you thought of on a survivalist <laughs> weekend. I want to make sure like, while I'm running around in the dark with no <laughs> headlamp on and I can't like, I got to make my own fire and basically hunt my own food. I should be comfortable. It's the first thing I would think of. Yeah, they're going to teach me how to fish and hunt my own food. Yeah. Lord. Yeah. I'm going to learn how to like cut tree bark so I can make rope. Yeah. I, listen. I mean, I, it's a skill set that you are going to come set. away with. This is exciting. Probably one that I would never put myself in a position to use. So fascinating. I am really looking forward to you telling me all about the survivalist weekend and I will live vicariously through you. I and- might have to go off the grid one day. We all may have to go off the grid one day. I'm just, I just had to be ready. Okay. If we all went off the grid, then we'd all be <laughs> on be the no- grid. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's bring that back for a second. We're not going like, <laughs> if we're going all going off, off the grid, the <laughs> I want to be in the spaceship that takes me to that <laughs> utopia that when I get there, 
the food is already made for me and everything is taken care of. I just think about the show Naked and Afraid. <laughs> so I'm like, I just want to be ready. Just okay. First of all, <laughs> I didn't know. There's so much I'm learning. I did not know that there was a show called Naked and Afraid. What do you watch on TV? I've only watched it like once. I've heard so much about it because there are a lot of people who are really heavily into it. And they, and you get dropped off in the middle of nowhere, right? Naked? Like, naked. You they and another person. You. They just leave naked. you to fend for yourself. But of course, there's a camera crew, right? So you are, yeah, you're going to survive <laughs> that. They can't know. Lord. Okay. I mean, sure. You never know when shit will happen never. and you'll find yourself in the woods and have to make fire and rope out of tree bark and fish. And I think you, you they hunt, teach you hunt. how to hunt for your food too, but I, I yeah. So, okay. So <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm done. I'm done. This went in a completely different direction than I thought yeah. it was going to go. And I'm, I'm happy for you. I think, okay, this is, it'll be great. It'll totally be great. You do find very interesting things to do. And listen, if worse comes to worse, I'm going to hope there's a hotel nearby. I will check for that. I am just in case that I'm like, on after night one, I'm like, this is BS. I'm not sleeping outside anymore. <laughs> because I do recall having a conversation about you camping and you wanting it to be glamping. And yes. now we have gone in the complete opposite direction. Like if you told me you were glamping, I'd be like, okay, I, I've seen those. Like I can get down for that like it's beautiful and like you know and the way the hipsters are doing it now there's like really gorgeous organic sheets Lampany like is like four hundred dollars a night now it's just yeah great. that's what I'm talking about that yeah. yeah that that you can sign me up for however the survivalist no the only thing I want to survive is Costco on a Sunday <laughs> I'm good so well, maybe I'll take you on a day trip to the same place, Diana. We could do like wilderness one or something. Yeah. Part one. I mean, day. Yeah, like, I'll hike. Before. I'll go outside and hike. Like I like being outside, but like spending the night outside and having with no lights and bugs. Do you have to have a sleeping bag too? None of this. Is yeah, no. And <laughs> you have to have your own food and water and I have to have something to cook my food on. Like the whole thing. They don't give you anything. Other than direction. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. When you went to dinner at the white, the what is it called? The, the oh, white dinner. Yeah. Oh shoot. shoot. What's the name of it? Right. And you could, you had to bring your own table and all your own chairs, and you had to wear a beautiful white dress and like. Yes. And we're gonna remember the name of it because that that one you wanted me to get on a plane with you and go to Paris and go to that dinner and have to yes. carry my own, and have to carry my own table and chair, wear a white dress. Dinner yes. en blanc. Yes, yes, yes. Dinner en blanc. Dinner en blanc. That I will do. This, because to me, if you got to bring your own table and chair, that is survival. <laughs> no, it felt like it. I've done it maybe twice. two or three twice. And the last time I got caught in a in the rain. rainstorm, <laughs> I looked like I was in a wet dress contest uh -huh. and it was white. It was bad. It was so funny, though. It was so yeah. funny. I was going to do that one and I forget why I couldn't. I think I was, maybe it was, I was busy with patients or I was going on vacation or something, but oh, I remember when you got caught in the rain. Just think though, while you're survivalist, while you're surviving, <laughs> it could rain. It could. I should check that out for next weekend. And then you would be sleeping on the ground in the rain. Yeah. See, I got a blow up bed to put inside. I'm going to bring a, pro I'm, I'm going to do like a projector. Um, yeah. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Wait a second. You're gonna <laughs> you're carrying a projector that runs on a what? No, so you can put your phone inside of it, this little thing. It's like a makeshift project projector. I got it at Home Goods. I get everything from like Home Goods, right? So and it'll project kind of pretty big from your phone, from your cell phone. So we can watch movies and stuff. How are you charging your cell phone? Um, I'm probably gonna bring like a small generator. No, I'm set. <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, these are things that I would not think about because I would be like, oh, I could just go get in my car or I'll just ask the concierge. Oh, <laughs> no concierge. No concierge. But the car is there, right? So in case of emergency, yeah, the car will be there. Yeah. This, it, like, is it close? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know where go. Like, is the it. car close by or do you have to like hike in the woods with all your stuff? 
I think the car is close by the guy said when I called to get the um to get a better understanding of what to expect. Yes, I did that. Um okay. Shane was very nice. Uh um, so you know, <laughs> I okay, so and I'm just keep it real because I was like, first it was just gonna be me and the hubs. And I was like, mm, we're probably gonna be the only black people. So we might want to invite more black people with us. Just maybe. So yeah, we invited three more. <laughs> Um, I appreciate that thought. I'm glad you were having it. Cause I was like, in my mind, I was like, is there any way I can link my phone to yours so I can follow you to the woods and we can just make sure. Cause I'll come, okay. I'll come and get you. I'll come. Yeah. So yeah. yes. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's oh, next I'll, I'll come back on and I'll let you guys know all about what happened. Oh, there's not a chance in hell. We're not talking about this on the podcast again. We might even have to find a survivalist guest to come and talk about like the psych, because now I want to like deep dive into the psyche of why you do these things. But this one in particular, like all of the other ones, I'm like in, you want the escape room? I'm in, you want like uh, the the trips you're going to do. I mean, this one, I mean, I support you in all of your endeavors, as you know, I'm going to get behind you on this one. I just want you to come out alive. Yes, me too. Lord of the Flies-ish. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what happens to me. Sometimes I'm just like, oh yeah, try it. Why not? Yeah. Why yeah. Not? I mean, why not? Why not? I, if it's really bad, then I'll bail the next day. Maybe. Yeah. Like sometimes we just do stuff and we just don't like, I remember when <laughs> I may have talked about this before, but I went on vacation, like a real, like not in the woods, but I went on, but I was by myself. <laughs> Right. So mm-hmm. I went to Rotan, which is in Honduras. Mm-hmm. It's an island off the coast of Honduras. And I was by myself and I wanted to go snorkeling. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I, I didn't do like the normal thing, like go through and get on a boat with a bunch of other people. Right. I like went with this one dude alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out in the ocean. <laughs> And you were like, hmm. I was like, is it the ocean? I don't know. Caribbean sea out there. I'm close. I'm going to look at a map later for anybody who's listening is I don't know where it is. <laughs> I get bad geography. Just don't, don't, don't whatever. So I went out there and I got off the boat and put on my little snorkel and thought to myself, hmm, this is a bad there's not damn idea. one person <laughs> knows where I'm am. here. <laughs> no one knows. I don't have my phone. I left my phone back in my hotel room. I was like very trusting very. out there. And then I was like, oh, when I got back, I was like, nope. Not again. Nope. nope. That one was that one was not my smartest move. But at that time. Yep. For that moment in time, you thought it was a good idea. Uh, yes. Like you think this is a good idea. Right. But, it, but you are going alone. So I, I can appreciate it. Why not? Just try it. I did it. I was fine. Right. So we'll see. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I don't know how this is going to parlay into the guests that I we guess. have today. I don't know either. <laughs> because Thank you for bearing I, with us guys. <laughs> exactly. Um, because today's guest is Casey Compton, who I, I know her and I don't think that she is a survivalist type of gal, but when she listens to this, she's going to, she's going to let us know. So Casey is on a mission to help business owners and entrepreneurs find entrepreneurial confidence. She went from bankrupt to boss babe when she took her first company from zero to 3 million in less than three years. Amazing. Without ditching her life to do it. Like she was still present in her life. That's amazing. She owns three other businesses that have accumulated assets over the 3 million and growing by the day. Her superpowers include cutting through the clutter to identify a strategic starting point, increasing efficiency through systems, and tapping into a person's highest potential. She helps others by designing maps for their entrepreneurial journeys while she stands confidently as their guide. I have used Casey as my own coach, and I agree with everything that she wrote. So sit back, grab your tea, and have a listen, because my girl Casey's got a lot of interesting things to say today. As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy, and if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well-being, it's now. As the founder of Be Well Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. 
BeWell is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to online therapy with the outbreak of COVID-19. With over 15 licensed therapists, BeWell offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, that's one word, to 484848 to get connected with a therapist today. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, one word, B-E-W-E-L-L, to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back to our amazing show. Well, hello, and welcome back to Be Real. It's me, Diana. And Anisha. Just another, just another Friday morning. And here we are. And I'm super excited. Okay, so we're going to jump right in, and you're not going to tell everybody how I'm going to gush over the guest. I'm just going to jump in and just gush all over her. Yeah, do your do thing. Do this is your thing. thing. Do it. Do it. I'm going to do my thing. So I'm super excited. So my girl crush from Kentucky is here today because that has what I secretly call her all the time whenever I have to refer to her. Uh, Casey Compton, who I've learned so much from, and I'm super excited to have you here today. Casey, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to be your girl crush. That is the the greatest honor I can possibly a- achieve. Oh, it's so... I just... I'm like, I remember where I was at that conference. What I, what's the conference in Chicago? Yeah, the summit. Yep, the summit. You were just about to have a baby. I thought we were all, <laughs> we were all wondering if you were going to have the baby that day. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, how is she standing up there and all this is happening? And I was like, whatever it is, I'm in. Whatever, whatever the magic is, what, even though it's not magic, it's work, but it's still like... You just have a way of like bringing it all together. That's really, it's very impressive. Before I tell everybody who you are, why don't you take a minute and tell everybody a little bit about you? Oh gosh. Uh, I keep telling myself that I have to get better at this because I really don't have like a pitch that I, that I use to tell people. It's more just random <laughs> in the moment. So I am from a small little South Central town in Kentucky that most people have never heard of. I guess I started into this thing whenever I was a therapist working for a large agency and had the not the baby that you saw me pregnant with, but the one before that. And uh, I had a really high risk pregnancy and it caused me to basically just be on flat bed rest for about six, five, six months. And it was a really rough, rough time. I had a lot of time to think about what I wanted to do and how I never wanted to be back in a vulnerable position uh, as an employee like I was. And so during that time, I decided I was going to open my own uh, mental health practice. And I did and did that and just kept growing that business and then decided that I wanted to help other people grow their businesses. And so I did that. And then uh, really decided, okay, what, do I, what have I always wanted to do? What, what is it time to do now? And that was to, to write books. And so for the last year, that's really where my head has been focused. And it's been a fun, it's been a fun journey. And so um, I, it's pretty early in that journey, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. And yeah, that's, that's it, basically. Author, entrepreneur, mom. I'll put yeah. them in all the, I'll, I'll bring it all together. There's there you a pitch. Go. I should have just said that. Maybe I should have just said that. <laughs> no, we're all going to use our therapy skills today. That's how this is going to roll. <laughs> so Casey, it sounds like you're like a serial entrepreneur. You didn't just do it one time. Like you just kept going and going and going. And now you help other people go and go and go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think once you do it, it, it's sort of like having a child in a way, like once you do it once you're like, Oh, okay. That wasn't so bad. Even though the whole time you were pregnant and giving birth, you were talking about how terrible the whole experience was, at least me. But then once you do it and then a little bit of time passes, it's like, Oh, let's, let's do it again and again and again. And, um, it's so, it is random that I have a mental health practice and then the group practice. And then we have a virtual assistant company. I have a salon across the street and, um, a commercial real estate business too. And 
I think once you just get started, it, it just becomes easier and more of a challenge and more fun each time. As a budding entrepreneur, I'm starting my business now. I think the first thing that comes up for me is fear, right? Like, how do you help people get past that? How did you get past that? Because I think that that's the thing that keeps a lot of people stuck, right? They're so used to a salary, right? Mm -hmm. And for you, it kind of went the other way because you weren't working for Mm -hmm. some time. You realize, like, I have to figure something different out for myself because this could feel very uncomfortable. But most of our country lives like that, right? Like that's what kind of we've been conditioned to do, right? Like we we go to school, we do all these things just to get a job, right? Like, and have a salary. And some of some people are very afraid of not having that salary, you know, mm-hmm. um, the possible inconsistency and not having that security. Yeah, that, you know, it's interesting because, um, and I'm sure you're gonna bring this up, but, um, the book that I wrote is is actually not about that, but mm-hmm. I'm writing a new one now that is. Come on, Casey. <laughs> it, it is spot on what you just said with a little bit of systems added in on the back end. And mm-hmm. so what we really get into, and I was fortunate in this way because as a therapist, I specialized in anxiety and panic disorder. Mm-hmm. And I know that the root of all anxiety, unless it's some sort of physiological issue, is fear. I tried to practice what I preach as much as I possibly could going into starting my own endeavors, because that is true. It's um in this book, I call it fear forts. And it's these little place that we love to go because it's so warm and cozy and comfortable. And it's perfect to store all of our emotional baggage in. And we get to keep all of our little things all nice and safe in the fear fort. What I learned was that most people have ultimately two fears and it's either the fear of failure or the fear of ultimately being alone. What I had to really do even myself was to say, okay, what is it that I really am afraid of here? And at the time mine was failure. And so it was more of like, okay, what is that failure going to look like? What would I have to do in order to, for me to consider myself failed? And once I started just processing that out in my head, because I didn't have anyone else to talk to while I was pregnant and on bed rest, I realized that what I considered failure was kind of impossible to even happen because failure to me just meant like complete total loss of everything. And there was no way that that was even going to happen. So once I started looking at it like that, it became a lot easier to overcome and start to tear down that fear for it. And, and then what happens naturally, once you become an entrepreneur, it's kind of like jumping off of, I don't know, a diving board or something. You can't wait until you're confident to do it because you're never going to be. Um, you just have to do it. And then the confidence always finds you. It just, it always comes and you have to have a little bit of faith in that uh, for that to work. Okay, you just described my morning. Uh, <laughs> this is why I'm laughing. I was like, mm, nope. So for me, my I I in the back of my mind, I'm I'm living in a van and I'm toothless, and it's <laughs> and so I'm always like, okay, and it's like parked next to a beach somewhere, so at least I can see the ocean. And I had that full on this morning, full on, and I was like, mm, cranky. <laughs> I was like, really, what is going to happen today? Like, I kind of looked around and I was like, okay, that's a little. And we've even had the conversation already this morning. Uh, Our producer, who we'll let back in later, was like, when you expand, I was like, we're not going to expand anymore. (laughs) We're not going to do anymore. But the other part of my brain is like, sees like this whole big building that's going to be built in another. So, yeah. And the other thing I was thinking while you were talking. For me, entrepreneurships really started in my very last agency position, where basically the executive director told me that I was a bad employee. (laughs) I'm a really, I was really, really good at my job, like really good at my job, but I was a terrible employee. And she was like, I need you to be in the office Monday through Friday, nine to five. And I think the look on my face was so like, I was horrified. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what that means. And she was like, and like, I had a private practice across the street and I would like bop back and forth. And I was like, but I can do the job on my phone. Why do I have to be here? And I was like, oh, she's like, yeah, you're really good at your job. And you are a terrible, 
terrible employee. And I was like, that hurt, but it's true. But I, I, I took it as a compliment later mm-hmm. on. I think that's one of the signs that you are meant to be an entrepreneur is if you're a terrible employee. Yeah, I was terrible. <laughs> It was terrible. And Anisha is just about to jump like head first into like huge success. Like I see what's going to happen because I've been like where she is in the building stages of her, her big idea. (laughs) Um, And it's going to be amazing. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just sort of sitting back and waiting for like, she might not have time for me, but after, (laughs) but we'll see, we'll see. You know, I think that uncertainty piece is so huge, right? Like, and I think that sometimes we underestimate the fear that comes with that, Um, just kind of being uncertain about what's next and and so used to knowing what's next in some ways and then not knowing. Let me ask about your work with people. What comes up the most for entrepreneurs? You know, kind of the fear around starting the business. Well, a lot of the people that I work with well, I will say that I have worked with in the past. They're they're not they haven't been startup, so they haven't okay. been in a position to say, okay, you know, I need someone to help me start. Mm-hmm. But what I am seeing now is a lot of the people that I have worked with over the last few years in their existing business now they're saying, okay, I want to start another one. They have a little bit of experience under their belt, but they're they still face the same thing. Like, is this a good idea? How am I going to make money? You know, I believe what it all boils down to, it, and I, I think, Diana, you may have been in my, that boot camp where I talked about a lot of times we think that we have to just create this perfect thing. I mean, it's got to be beautiful and perfect. And, and then you put it out there and then nobody buys it. And it's like, wait, I just spent the last year building this and then nobody buys it. And so for me anyway, I've learned to not do that. I've learned to just create enough of it to test it and and wait until you have someone or people who are interested and you know your idea is a viable idea and and then build it and then develop it. So I think more than anything, the question that I get is, is this going to work? And then the the biggest block is people who are afraid of pivoting and afraid of saying, oh, this didn't work. Okay. This doesn't mean that I'm a failure. This just means I need to tweak my idea a little bit. I mean, you don't see that behind the scenes and all of these other big, huge businesses out there, but you know, that's exactly what they're doing. It's not like the first idea that they put on the market works. They have all kinds of testing phases and beta groups and pilot programs and So I think it's just a little bit of rigidity that I see in people that they're just afraid to try. And then a failure is part of it. You're actually going to need to fail in order to learn and grow in this process. And I think that's so important. And I know I was in that boot camp. My business has been (laughs) rebranded a few times, a few times. And there was like the second time I rebranded was I really, it hurt to let go of that one. I did learn in your boot camp about and like took away that there is a way for me to repurpose some of the stuff that I did. And I worked really hard and I piloted and I did all the things and it was a huge financial mess. It didn't work. Like I didn't, I couldn't sell it. The last time I tried to even talk about it, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Right. Like, I don't want to have this conversation, have somebody not understand it one more time. I was like, obviously there's something else that needs to be done. When I let go of that piece and rebranded again, then it was like a huge success, right? Like now it's like a snowball that's just like rolling down, rolling down, rolling down. It was, it's hard. It's hard to let go when you build something and you're like, okay, okay, okie dokie. This isn't it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This isn't it, but oh, I wish it was. Yeah. Well, we have to not let that, we can't let that become our identity because subconsciously we think, oh, if this fails, then I'm a failure. And if I'm a failure, then no one's going to love me. And if no one loves me, they're going to leave me. And if they leave me, then I'm going to be here all alone. It's like this sick and twisted, uh, in a van tunnel. with no teeth yeah with no yes. home totally on irrational on the but... side of the road <laughs> that's where it goes it's where it goes like I have a yeah. good friend of mine and she's always like she could tell and she she would pick me up and she'd be like oh we're having that no teeth in a van day and I'm like yes yes we are yes we are I didn't get that far today I got like I think I still had my teeth I was just in a van it was that's it better was rough. yeah it's better so I, I can hold on just some <laughs> Just some of it. 
I want to know, because I always want to know, what's your day like? What's a typical day? Oh, uh, <laughs> it depends on what I'm doing at the phase, at this phase. But I, so I call myself business bipolar quite a bit and I will ride these trains of I have all this energy and I'm like, let's do it. Let's, let's get it all done. Let's bang all this stuff out. Let's do it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, all right, don't talk to me. I will look at this. Um, don't make me think. Just let me let me be. So it depends on which cycle I'm on. Um, but on my busy cycle, you know, I have a pretty like my Mondays and Tuesdays, I work with clients. Uh, 10 o'clock every single day, I write every single day. And then on Wednesday, Thursdays, I do podcasts and webinars and things like that, that are helping to grow one part of my business. And then most Fridays, unlike today, um, I'm not sure why I work today, but um, most Fridays I try not to work. I try to just leave that to do whatever I feel like doing on that day, just for a little bit of a break. I like that you don't work on Fridays. I like that. Because I think that that's also important. I think that people think that entrepreneurs work all the time. And um, one of the things for me is to cut back on as much as I work is to try to cut back, which is going to get us into your systems because I took your systems course. Yay. Yay. (laughs) So I want to, uh, let's talk a little bit about the partnership program. And I mean, I am a partner, so I want Mm -hmm. Anisha to ask some of the questions because I already know what happened. And I've already, I've already, I've already bought the cool, drank the Kool Aid. <laughs> like I'm already in to the systems and the things and the things and the things. So it's going to be hard for me to ha- ask a an open ended, non biased question. <laughs> okay, Casey, why don't you tell us about some of your programs then? Okay, so my my biggest uh, goal was mm-hmm. to help other entrepreneurs achieve what I'm calling entrepreneurial freedom. Really to have a business that can run without you by people that can work without you, which is, that's two big things right there. All of the programs that we offer, whether it's our membership community or our systemizer school or anything else that we do, it's really with those two things in mind. It's like what you said, Diana. I mean, it's, it's just not right to for people to think that they have to do everything in order to grow their business. And actually, I, I, I really do believe it's the opposite. I think that if you don't put boundaries on your time and you don't restrict that uh, bad things can happen and your priorities will become skewed and you will just be like a prisoner in your own business. And that's the whole reason why you started it in the first place was for freedom. You know, you didn't want to come to work from nine to five, but I bet you're still working from nine to five or like nine to nine or, you know, why, like, why do we do that? And it took me a long time to, to figure that out. But, uh, there are times where I'll take my computer home and do something in the evenings, but most time, once I leave like my physical space, I don't open it back up. And I do that just because, if it wasn't important enough for me to do during the eight hours that I was sitting in front of the computer, then it's not that important for me to do when I get home. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of a summary. We have lots of things that we we do, but most of most all the things that we do are with those two goals in mind, just to protect entrepreneurs and their sanity. I mean, my sanity does need protecting most days. <laughs> so I do have a question. I, I, um, what is the climate? Not the temperature, although I'm sure you're having a much warmer day today in Kentucky than we are here in New York. Oh, probably. Right. But what, where are you as far as opened up? I, we don't know anything about the, uh, anything besides what goes on in New York and New Jersey. So like we, we live in our own little bubble. Like, are you guys back in the office? Uh, my office staff, like my admin support team, we are, we've all been working back in the office since um, May. June, maybe May of last year, but now all of our other staff, like our therapists and all of our providers, they are all still virtual. virtual. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, this is just this is just sort of like a side note. When do you think you're going to go back into the office I for just, the therapy stuff? Yeah, I just actually sent out a survey earlier this week asking our therapists what their plans are, and I think of all of our team, I only had two people that said they wanted to see people in person. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. I don't know what I'm going to do. So, 
Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to make them go back in person. I'm not going to be liable for that. I'm not, I don't want that hanging over my head. So if they don't want to go back, they don't have to, but I would like to regain some sense of normalcy soon. But yeah, you know, we do live in Kentucky and a lot of people have very strong opinions about what they want to do and what they don't want to do. And, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just, that's just, uh, I mean, we have it here too. Like, are people going to see people in person and when are we going to see people in person and what is that like? And that's, I mean, from the therapist perspective, sure. We want everybody to be protected. And then from Mm -hmm. the patient perspective, I'm like, shouldn't we actually like see them, like get your eyes on them a little bit. So it's that a decision, an entrepreneurial decision that we are all going to have to make. What do you Mm -hmm. think, Adisha? I would rather stay home. home. Yeah. Because it's just the things I don't have to think about the possibility yeah. of contracting COVID, right? I don't want to have to think about that while I'm talking to you, right? Like I really want to be able to hold space for you and not have my mom wonder if you cough, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, do I have to now put the window up? You know, so it just feels better to continue this way. I know that clients are not as comfortable. Some of them want to see me. They want to be back in the office. We, we've discussed it. But if a lot of us are not going back to work, my thought is that in New York City, do you really want to take the train to come all the way, you know, downtown, which is probably out, right. out of your way to see your therapist when you can do it from the comfort of your home? Um, but I think for therapists, it's getting a little harder to navigate working from home, right, with all the things that are going on around us, you know, continue to try to have that privacy, you know, and just kind of have your space carved out to work. So it's, it's getting a bit more difficult, I think. Okay, so now I, w- I want to hop to systems completely. Well, so, I think that we should take a small break, though, Diana. Oh, yeah. okay. So I think we should take a small break. And I think that we should come back with systems and also to talk about Casey's expert-led membership program. So our listeners can find out a little bit about that. Okay. Okay. So we're going to take a small break, guys, and we'll be right back. As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy. And if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well-being, it's now. As the founder of Be Well Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. Be Well is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to online therapy with the outbreak of COVID-19. With over 15 licensed therapists, Be Well offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, that's one word, to 484848 to get connected with a therapist today. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, one word, B-E-W-E-L-L, to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back to our amazing show. So we are back um, with Casey Compton. And so Casey... Since you are um, someone who helps entrepreneurs find their confidence, I am a new business owner. I want to talk to you a little bit about the things that I'm struggling with. My, the name of my business is Black Woman Be Whole, and I focus on the mental and emotional health of Black women through workshops, retreats, brunches, things of that nature. And what I'm struggling with right now is, right now I'm a full-time therapist. <laughs> that is my first job. I am working all day, right? It's a pandemic. So of course, you know, I'm seeing clients from morning to evening. And then at 8 p.m. at night, I'm on meetings around my business. And I'm also thinking about these workshops that I'll be doing and being the face of that. So how do I still be a therapist and also be the face of these workshops? Do I have to be in every workshop? When women come and decide to choose to be a part of this, are they choosing to decide to be a part of this because of me, right? So do I need to be the face? And I think that's a hard thing for a therapist because I'm normally centering others. And so now I'm centered. That's been a really difficult. And so I'm a co-creator. So my business partner, I think we're both kind of exhausted <laughs> already. <laughs> yeah, that that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's normal. And 
Uh, you know, so a couple of things that came to mind whenever you said that was one, I mean, that business sounds amazing. So congratulations. Thank you. Casey. That's going to be awesome. But two, you have to remember this uh, right now and forever and ever and ever is that this business belongs to you. You are no longer an employee. You can make your own rules. You can decide what you want to do. There is no right way. There is no wrong way. You can do everything 100% up to you. And while that is an amazing gift, it's also a curse sometimes too, because you have to take on all of that responsibility. Whenever I'm working with people, especially especially women, um, really thinking about first, what is it that what is it that you see this business doing in the long term? You know, five years, ten years from now, do you still see yourself being the face? Do you still want this business being built around you and your brand, your personal brand, or do you want it to be something that lives on beyond you or is independent of you? That would be the first question I would ask. I think that I would like it to be beyond me, right? Okay. Because I don't, I don't think, no, I don't have the desire to be the person that does all of the workshops, right? There will be a point where I would want to take a step back. So yeah. Right. Okay, perfect. So knowing that it's actually quite dangerous in some ways to be involved a hundred percent and to be in to every single workshop in every, you, you really have to be very strategic about how you structure this, because if you go in making it all about you, it's just like therapists who start their own practices Mm -hmm. and it's like their name and their picture on the website. And then for the next five years, all the referrals that come in, they still want to see that therapist. So that Mm. same issue is going to happen in this way. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be the face right now, or you can't be involved. It just means that I would make decisions that had a, that did not have me at the center of everything. Because when you do start to pull back, because you will, because Mm -hmm. you'll naturally want to, um, it's going to be a big barrier that, that you have to overcome. And as far as being tired, (laughs) I told you earlier, (laughs) I've been doing a lot of research on this topic and I've been working in systems for the last three or so years as a coach and a consultant. And so I have a lot of data and a lot of, uh, a lot of research, a lot of things going on about this. As we've been working on putting this into the book that we're working on now, we called that something. And so I don't know if this will resonate with you, but it definitely did with me. And I call it the currency correlation. Okay. So in the beginning, you have a lot more time usually. <laughs> then you have money. You have more time than money. You may not have a lot of time, but you you may have more of that than you do money. Yeah. Unless you're someone that just has a huge bank account or investors or whatever. Um, this was the case for me in the beginning. I had time, but I didn't have enough money. It's like I was, try- <laughs> I was trying to write about this in the book yesterday. It's an absolute disaster. And hopefully by the time it's published, it will be a lot better. But think of a teeter-totter. Mm-hmm. And um, I did learn that I'm one of the only people that uses the term teeter-totter. So I don't know if that's a Southern thing, but like a seesaw, seesaw you know, yeah. teeter-totter. I got yeah. you. Okay. I got it. I'm in. Yeah. So it's like a teeter-totter. <laughs> the, um, the more time that you have, uh, if you, if you don't have the revenue to outsource or you can't hire someone to do a lot of the work for you in the beginning, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but you got to do it yourself. Uh, people say, oh, don't do that. Hire a VA. But if you don't have any money, you can't, right. you can't do that. <laughs> no. So you have to do it yourself. But as your teeter totter moves and as you have as you start making more sales and you start making money through your business, mm-hmm. then you know that it's going to start to level out a little bit. And you're going to get to this point where it's like, okay, I have about equal amount of time and money right now. What do I do? And you're so used to at that point, doing all of the work yourself that mm-hmm. it's very hard to then say, okay, I'm just going to pay someone to do this for me. But once you hit that balance point, I think it's it's game changing when you can start to change that mindset and start to outsource everything you possibly can afford to outsource because the time that you're going to have is going to bring about so much more clarity and so much more confidence of working on your business rather than in your business. Okay. Um but just, you know, I would say you have to be prepared for that shift because it's coming. Right now, one of the things that I would recommend doing is 
is really about the fix this next stuff. It's about looking at all the things that you know you have to do and assigning a level of priority to them so that you're not feeling defeated and exhausted because you have you can't get everything done. And that's what I wrote about in the book that's coming out in July is how to prioritize those things and how to how to prioritize that list so that you actually make the most impactful decisions on your business rather than just working just to get stuff done. I love that. And I'm thinking because I'm at the in the teeter totter, I'm at the balance point and what that feels like. And like I'm identifying Anisha with that feeling of being like starting the business at night and working during the day and like mm-hmm. working, working, working and working, 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 um, and working. <laughs> and like then a seven like, day a week job now. And you're like, you got a lot of things to say about it that, you know, I'm potty mouth. I'm not going to say them out loud. And you're like, like I, and again, I can see, I can see the effort because I'm like over here just watching you do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know it's going to be a success, but like in that moment of like, when making the shift to to get there like to outsource that first thing like it's terrifying because you're like oh no 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 <laughs> I want to hold on to it. it's like I want to hold on it's like a yeah. baby you want to hold on to it and then like you've sent you've sent somebody to do something and you're like are they gonna are they gonna do it right I don't, <laughs> I don't mm. and then it comes back and you're like not the way I would have done it (laughs) and getting like into that phase. But once you get there and you trust that you've made the right decision for yourself and your business. And I think one of the things that I actually, I have a huge takeaway from one of the workshops that I was in with Casey is like, your job now is to protect your business. Like that's what your job is in order to protect your business. You have to be present. And so when you, I mean, it was the, it was like 15, 20 years as an entrepreneur. It was the first time I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that's my job. I that was my job, but it instantly changed my mindset because that is my job. And I was like, oh, and that is your job at Black Woman Be Whole is to protect it. And in order to protect it, you have to protect yourself. That, that's my takeaway. From that. I think is the change of mindset, right? That's the part that takes the time. Right. To really start to look at yourself differently. Go ahead, Casey. It is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And whenever I started my first business, you know, that I was in that currency correlation too. And I did every single thing myself because I literally had no money. I could not, um, hadn't worked in almost a year. So I had nothing and I didn't have a choice. But I have to just say, what can happen is really scary because when, if you don't relinquish that control as soon as you hit that tipping point, you will suffocate your business. You will, you will be, I have a name for this too, but um, you will fall into this illusion of control. You will feel like your business has to have you, like it needs you, like it, and it does to a certain degree, but it doesn't actually need you to do the work. It needs you to protect the vision. Now, uh, when I start businesses, we're actually launching a brand new one in a couple of weeks. And I have not done one single thing in the whole entire launch in preparation of this business. Nothing, not one thing. My job is to protect the vision and I'm trying to cast the vision onto the players of my team and empowering them to, you know, hey, this is this is the kind of people that we're trying to help. And this is the systems that we're going to need to make that happen. And, you know, like trying to pick these people that I can cast this vision to and I can stand back and watch the big picture because if I'm getting sucked into the game, I can't see the game. You know, I can only mm-hmm. see my spot on the field. I can't see the whole game. And so I've gotten smarter as I've done this um, a few times. And I would just say that watch for that tipping point. And as soon as you hit it, then try to start pulling back and casting the vision on your team rather than being the one to stay up at all hours of the night and get it all done. Thank you so much for that. And as I'm listening, I know that our listeners, a lot of people who are listening are entrepreneurs and really need this. Can you talk more about like the programs that you have so people can sign up. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a membership community that I love. It is for healthcare entrepreneurs. So (laughs) what we did is what I was just telling you, casting that vision onto the team and empowering your team to take responsibility 
over their role in the company. That's what I spent the last six years doing. And so my whole entire team here at my own business, um, they are experts in that membership community. So I have everyone from human resources directors to billers, credentialing specialists, front office managers, marketing coordinators, like the whole, the whole group of people it takes to run a business. I have them and we facilitate and run this membership community called Mindset Partner. So that's um, that's just really one of the most transformational things that I think people can become a part of. And then um, from there, we run other programs that, uh, what's the word? They... I don't know. They're just, they're in alignment with our, our vision and our goals of, like I mentioned, Systemizer School and some of those other programs. Yes. <laughs> I'm a Systemizer School graduate. Yay. <laughs> um, and I will have to say, I've been involved in different membership memberships and different groups during my entrepreneurial endeavors. And yours is hands down the most generous. Oh, thank you. It is. You you get your questions answered and what you get in your membership is uh, it's so generous. And if it's not there, if you have a question that like you made up that came out of nowhere, like it will somehow or another, the answer will appear either within the community or with your, um, your team. They yeah. They'll just make it. They'll just make it like, mm-hmm. it'll just, it'll just show up and you're like, Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, that was amazing. It is. It's such a it's such an amazing resource. I really I am honored to be part of that team, part of that group. Thank hey, you. But we um, have to talk about the book. I was just gonna say, yeah. and then uh-huh. there's a book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's get to the book, girl. Let's get to the book. Yeah. So really, the book is just a sort of a culmination of everything we've talked about. Really, it's uh, written for healthcare entrepreneurs who feel overwhelmed. Um, they have a thousand things to do and not enough time to do it. And the biggest question I get asked is, what do I do first? <laughs> like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> where do I start? And so this, this book really helps people understand how to look at business from a very rational and analytical perspective rather than that gut feeling type of, mm-hmm. you know, how a lot of times we choose what we do in our business based on what gives us the, that visceral emotional reaction, like, oh my God, that kind of thing. Um, but this actually has a model and um, an assessment that you can give to your business. And the core message of the book is really simple. It's you just treat your business like a patient. And we are so good as therapists anyway about we know how to treat a patient. And we, we have mm-hmm. found parallels from every single piece of treating a patient to your business. And so what I wanted to do with this book was make healthcare entrepreneurs feel confident in their ability to run their business so that they don't believe that they have to have an MBA to do this, that they're more than capable of doing this based on all the training and experience they've had over the years as some kind of healthcare provider. I love the using your skill set as a therapist because oftentimes I will say, oh, but you know, I'm a, I'm a, th- I'm just what? a therapist. I'm just a therapist. I don't understand. You got to take that word just out, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't We're like super it. women over here. Like we have superpowers there. <laughs> we do have superpowers. <laughs> and I know when I do, and I see for myself, like when I do it, it's just, I'm tired. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to, I don't want to do the next level. Like I know I can do it. And then I use that as sort of like my resistance thing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know. I'm just a therapist. I'm not supposed to know this. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but you already know. So come on, girl. You're just dying. Mm-hmm. Take a nap. Take a nap. Well, I'm super excited to get your book. And again, I can't, I mean, Systemizer School was amazing for us. We are uh, actually, we put all of it into into play. Awesome. <laughs> Which I really like, it was, we had solid systems. We had good systems. And now I feel like we're going to have really solid systems, which is going to help with the inevitable growth that is mm-hmm. going to happen at Be Well. So I'm super excited. And I think, um, Anisha, this book is going to be really good for Black Woman Be Whole. Yes. No, I'm getting it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting for her to say she was going to buy it. It's, been, it's a little late in the game for her to say. So I'm just going to send it to her right now. Where can we pre-order your book? So when this podcast airs, which I'm not sure when that is, but I know it'll be soon. Oh, Amber, um, can you tell us when it's going to air? Amber the, will tell us in a minute. Okay. So uh, we are in queue right now to go or to be available on Amazon for pre-order. So it's literally like hours. Um, All right. Should not be very long. 
Uh, you can order pre-order from my website, but we are kind of holding back a little bit because we're trying to take Amazon down. Um, it's time for healthcare related women written books to rank higher than a lot of these men on Amazon. No offense, men. That is the plan. Oh, I love it. The podcast will air on the 6th of April. Yes. So it will be on Amazon. All right. Okay. Awesome. Um, so we'll make sure that we also shout it out everywhere and that Thank everybody you. knows to order the book. I have lots of uh, group practice owners and healthcare providers that I can tell send cool. their way, send it their way, who we all want to see. And my other thing about your community that I really like and all the work is that you feel supported and not in competition. And yes. that there's enough. There's mm-hmm. enough for everybody. There's enough to go around. When I get tired, I think that I go into like a lack feeling often, you know, toothless in a van by the beach. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like there's not there's not enough there. But I do find in your community that I can get built back up. Like there's definitely enough. And so yeah. that's been really great for me for the support. So I'm super excited. Oh, that's almost as nice as you saying I'm your girl crush. So thank you. I mean, you. there's there's so much. <laughs> there's so much, Casey. That's sweet. Thank you. Yeah. That that really is great. And I'm gonna tell my team because I mean, they're, they are just, um, an important piece of that puzzle. They're great. Mm -hmm. Um, now before I keep gushing and talk about how I'm going to stalk you and all the things, all the things, cause I don't want people to be like, did she really stalk her? No, I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) Um, this is the part of our show where it is the last hurrah and Anisha asks you some questions that have nothing to do with what you do during the day. Okay. Totally random. All right, Casey, they're fun. They're totally fun. Name something on your bucket list. Oh, do you have a bucket list? <laughs> uh, Mike asked me this on a podcast uh, a couple months ago. Um, I want to have a house or um, just live for some portion of the year in Portugal. Oh. oh my God, girl, we're in Portugal. I don't know, but I'll give you the address as soon as I find out. I was just going to say, because I'm also... <laughs> Because when we're when we're having those secret late night talks on the uh-huh. phone in my head that we're uh-huh. having together, I'm also <laughs> helping. I'm helping you spend those miles. Yeah. So Nisha, she put out this. She like put out. I have all these miles, right? We all have all these miles from mm-hmm. the pandemic. Like we haven't gone anywhere, so everybody's got like miles, and miles, and miles. She's like, "Where should I go?" And I'm looking at all the answers, and I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to wait till she's on the podcast <laughs> and I'm going to tell her what she should do with her miles. And I'm so glad you said Portugal. Cause I was like, why isn't anybody over here telling her to go to Europe? Yeah. So I was like, go to Europe. And she's like, what am I going to do with my kids? Well, if you go to Croatia <laughs> with your kids, it's very kid friendly and you can take them to like the game of Thrones thing and they can like see mm-hmm. the whole thing and they'll have a great time. That sounds and wonderful. Then, yeah. Cause somebody said the Amalfi coast, you can't take your kids to the Amalfi coast because mm. there's too many stairs and they're too little and you want to have a good time. That's a romantic, that's a romantic week with you and Trevor. Your kids can go to the grandmother's house. Don't worry about it. I have it okay. all planned out. Thank Jeff you. And I will be there. <laughs> the Amalfi coast. Yeah, this worry. is too much. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry because when we go to the Amalfi coast, Ignatia's coming too. So okay. Sounds good. Said, I have, it's, I think that's, did we say that's where I was going to have that big birthday that would yes, happen in a couple of years? Okay. Yes. We'll still have miles. All right. Anyway, go on, go <laughs> on, go on. Okay. So I have to ask you this, Casey, this just came to my mind. Um, since you have so many ideas, what's the worst idea you've had? You think? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I have a lot of that's good ones. Good one. There has to be a bad one in there somewhere. That's a good question. No, that's there is. There's a lot of bad ones. I actually wrote about this and fixed this next. I had this entrepreneurial fantasy that I was going to get rich um, with a cupcake business. Like, you remember the phase when everybody was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Gonna... Yeah, I did oh, yeah. that. That that was not. That was a really bad idea. It did not work. Got it. Okay. So not- please tell all of our listeners where they can find you on all the things, all the places. Yeah. I... um. Uh, you can find me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, um, and just had a brand new website built out. So you can find me there too. And that's really um, pretty much the only places I hang out. So we will definitely put those in the show notes. <laughs> we're going to put, we'll put it all in the show notes. <laughs> Listen, Thank when you. you follow her on social media, you're going to want to be your friend too. She's, she's really fun. Yeah, she's at hi Casey Compton um, on Instagram. 
Oh, it's so funny. Well, I can't, obviously I've had a good time with you today, Casey. Thank you I had so much well. <laughs> for, going, for going on Be Real. And um, yeah, we've done it again, Anisha. We have recorded yet another podcast. In a pandemic. Still in a pandemic. Um, okay, here we go. So okay. people are going outside now. They're doing their thing. So, so they but, should. Stay, Stay safe. safe. Keep washing your hands. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Twenty, 20 seconds. Minutes? Oh, sing damn. happy birthday. <laughs> Do the whole thing. Like pick a song, sing it, and wear your damn mask. Just wear it. We still just, wear masks. Okay, yeah, just, people. Come on. Just do it. Like it's okay. It's cool. They're cute now. Just outside. Don't cause a ruckus. Just wear. It the can mask match again. your whole outfit. Like yeah, whatever you so want. Just do it. Go do it. Out. Okay. So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Stop here. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.